cool. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, The Fitness Journey. Today we are going to be starting episode two. Okay, joining me will be my new friend Nikki Torjani. All right, uh, we're going to be finding out a lot about her. She's from the area, Westchester. She's from Yonkers, 23, currently the head coach of F45, okay, the one in Porchester. All right, so we're going to get to know her, see where it all started, and how she got to where she is now. Um, so say what's up, Nikki. Hey, everyone. Um, so just tell us. Uh, sorry, we're sharing a mic, guys. So um, <laughs> tell us about how this all started, um, where the fitness journey began, um, who got you into it, all the, all the above. Okay, so it started when I was in my senior year of high school, 2014. I was going on a trip to the Bahamas with a bunch of girls, and it started off as something, you know the trip, right? Everyone takes that senior year. Was it 2014? Yeah, I was on the trip. So we were in the Bahamas together. That is hysterical. (laughs) This is our first time meeting, by the way, so crazy that we were just like trying to find a connection. Well, we were on vacation together. Um, So 2014, and all of my friends were decently like in shape skinny and I was very insecure at that age so my fitness journey started from I guess you can say like a selfish area where I just wanted to lose weight and look good for vacation and I was in a cab one night with my brother and one of his friends and he was like Nick did I ever tell you that I was a trainer at like a gym locally in East Chester and I was like no I had no idea and he was like why don't you come in like are you looking to get in shape and I was like this is a sign from God so I went in um, his name is Frank D'Agostino I don't know if you know him he was the owner of Transform Fitness. That's the gym. He used to be just a trainer there. And that's where it was in East Chester. So I went in. I didn't know what to expect. When I got in there, it was classes, which never even heard of before. This is like my first time being introduced to the whole fitness world. And it was barbell classes, strength and conditioning, a lot of like sporty type classes going on there. Um, that's where I found weightlifting. So that's where the journey started. So it started with like me trying to lose weight for a vacation to then transferred over to, oh, me finding my passion, my love for a sport. So that's pretty cool. Um, so <clears throat> starts with aesthetics, which a lot of people, you know, um, a lot of that's probably majority of people's why's before, before, to why they start working out. Um, myself included, like I was like a chubbier kid when I grew up. I started pretty young when I was like 13, 14 years old. And like, I just wanted to change that. So to say selfish reason, like I think everyone in a sense, like is pretty selfish when they first start because it's about themselves and it's improving yourself. And it's a good selfish if you ask me. Um, What's pretty cool though, is that like your route was very different than most. You didn't walk into like a commercial gym or anything like that. You walked into a class setting where there's a lot of trainers around, probably a lot of pretty like in shape people because so it could have been pretty intimidating um so my next question to you is throughout high school like it wasn't even on your radar did you play any sports or anything along those lines so when i was younger i was like um big into sports like i did dance for eight years i did gymnastics for two i like bounced around taekwondo for one and then middle school i hit all of them volleyball softball and basketball and then when i got to high school I started to work and I wanted to just be academically on my game and I could not handle everything. So I didn't do a sport, which was honestly like it was regret for a while, but I truly believe like if I didn't find 
weightlifting my senior year of high school, I wouldn't be on this journey because I was just so eager to learn. So I started going to um, a Planet Fitness probably my junior year and I got back into dance a little. But I mean, I did not know what I was doing. Like I would go on the treadmill, look down at everyone, 20 minutes, leave. Like I wasn't consistent, no results. That's why senior year when Frankie came in like that, it just changed my world. That's very cool. Now, um, what's interesting is how you're like, your whole idea is like, okay, I got to lose some weight for Bahamas just so I could look extra good, you know, uh, for whatever reason. Um, regardless, what's interesting is how like your intent was aesthetics. And then I, I don't know if this sounds wrong, but I feel like most females, especially when they join a gym, they're like intimidated by a barbell and a dumbbell. And then for you to like get into weightlifting your first time through is like mind blowing to me in a cool way. It's like most people would be like, look at that. If you've ever seen weightlifting, I'm sure most people who are listening have, but like snatching and cleaning jerk, most people are like, okay, I'm not going to do that right now. Um, so for you to just like jump right into it is pretty cool. What like intrigued you the most about weightlifting? I guess I've never even looked at it like that, which is an awesome like outside perspective. I wasn't intimidated because going into the class, it was all age ranges, all body types, all fitness levels, a lot of beginners. No one knew what they were doing, so I wasn't the only one who was just like, what is this? You know, like, what's this weight? Um, it was just a very homey type of environment. Like, it was just so comfortable off the bat. And I was uncomfortable with the way I looked and like my weight and I'd wear big clothes. But the thing that attracted me to it most was when I started getting into it, no one in the gym was talking about their body size or their weight. It was more so like, oh, what did you, you know, what did you do last time? Like, what did you hit this time? You start making personal records and people are looking at you. You have your name on the board and it's just, there's so much camaraderie. And it was, that was like the whole number game and like the whole goal and competition of it even though it was a competition with yourself was what got me out of my head of like i need to look better and change it over to i need to do better yeah see that's awesome because yeah the sport of weightlifting it's truly just about performance you know the best weightlifters in the world although they're since they're kind of genetic freaks like they're they're naturally going to look really good just because if they did anything they would look really good but if you look at a lot of weightlifters in just like a generic weightlifting gym they're not super aesthetic they're very strong of course and mobile and all that good stuff and athletic but um, aesthetics is the least important thing in the sport which is pretty cool um, from like a perspective like a mind perspective to get into it um so okay you go to transformation gym um senior year of high school you get into weightlifting um do you where do you go from there um how do you get more into weightlifting do you start going to college do you stay home where, where do we go so after bahamas um i had one summer off before i started college and that summer i was kind of like regressing i was drinking with my friends more, going out more. And I was still going to the gym, but not as consistent because, you know, I hit my goal, Bahamas. And then by the time I got into college, I was still in love with the sport, but a little lost because I didn't have coaches. I didn't really know how to program. I didn't know what I was doing. So it was a battle. Like I went to Oneonta my freshman year and I was a math major. I loved math in high school, fell out of love with it um, when I was in college. But that year was just a battle between getting into the gym to get my mind clear and going out and drinking and trying to find balance. And it was a very unhealthy relationship. Um, by the end of my freshman year, I knew that 
I, I don't think it was the school, it just was, the major wasn't for me. And I was talking with a friend that went to Cortland and I found physical education. So I actually switched my major, switched my school, and then being at that school was just a different animal. Like everyone there was so sporty. There was so much like, so much lifting going on, so much sports going on. Um, all of my friends that I made were in the gym. So there was just so much more like connection and so many more friends that came out of that college rather than Oneonta. And that's what kept me going. But then I think it was so t 2017 was my first competition. When I would come home for breaks or during the summer, I started seeing a coach at New York Weightlifting Academy. And um, it was hard because training at college wasn't the same. I wasn't programmed. And then I'd have a few weeks, you know, a few months and get into weightlifting. So I wasn't always consistent with it, but it was always like in the back burner. Okay. So that's, that's cool. And um, my next question to you would be like, uh, you said 2017 was your first competition and going to Cortland seemed like a, an awesome switch for you. Um, I kind of regret myself not having that experience. I think that would have been really cool uh, to go through that. Um, but now I want to know, like, because myself for college was like, you said it was for Oneonta. It was like, all right, you're making up for what you're doing on the weekends. Like, you're drinking and eating whatever you want. So you're just trying to maintain what you have, essentially. Um, once you went to Car Cortland, it seemed as if, you know, the people that were surrounding you had maybe, like, similar goals. So maybe you weren't drinking as much. I'm not sure. I mean, Cortland's a pretty big party <laughs> school. So I visited there for it was a good time. Uh, I had a couple friends who went there. But um was like... Once you got there, did you find people who were into weightlifting and you started doing more of it, having a coach? What was that like? So, Cortland, there was, like, a whole range of people. I actually fit more into the powerlifting community. Um, there weren't as many weightlifters, and the two or three that I did know there were already very serious. Like, they were going to American Open Finals, and I didn't even know at the time what that was. So I would admire and, like, fangirl from the side and make a comment or two, but I was almost, like too nervous to ask for anything. Um, so a lot of my friends were powerlifters. A lot of my friends were just bro lifters, you know, like just the typical go in and try to get a pump. Um, what was the next question? Just like, uh, what was the training like, essentially? So because I didn't have, like, I didn't really stay in touch with my coach as much when I was at school. I kind of just lifted to keep my strength. So. A lot of squats. I tried to do technique work, but not the right technique. Um, just really pushing like my max in the gym to the best of what I knew. And then as the years went on and as I started to learn more about weightlifting and following it a little bit more, everything started to seem to progress. So I would compete when I'd come home. And then when I graduated 2018, that's when I took off. Like That's when I got really serious and committed. And what's interesting is I would say in the past two years, weightlifting has became dramatically more popular than it ever was. So like for when you started weightlifting, like if you told someone you were an Olympic weightlifter, they'd have no idea what you were talking about, like literally zero percent chance. And now it's very common. I think social media has um, a very big reason for that i also think crossfit does because that sport became popular and olympic lifting and crossfit is very popular although they're very different of how they're used and there's a big controversy there but regardless um the sport became very popular as you started doing it and you kind of almost like evolved as the sport did which is cool um 
I'm sure you go back and look at yourself when you first started and was like, whatever you were doing just didn't make sense or how you moved probably wasn't well. Um, but what my another question for you about when you started is like, were you good at it? Like, did that also intrigue you or was it more just like a once again about it didn't matter about aesthetics? So when I first started, when I was at Transform, I would say I was good. Like my numbers were always on the leaderboard above everyone. And I was the youngest. I was 17. Everyone was like 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, so just seeing my name at the top was like, whoa. And then I did get injured here and there. I believe like my coaches at the time were great at what they did, but their knowledge only went so far because that wasn't their sport. Like they weren't, you know, trained to be Olympic weightlifting coaches. It was more like strength and conditioning based. Um, so actually, interestingly enough, when I switched gyms and as I've been going through different coaches, I've just been looking back and at the time you think you're good, right? And then you look back on just the form and the numbers and you're like, what was I doing? And it's almost as if like these past two years, even though I have been getting better and my numbers have been getting better, um, as I grow, I'm still trying to break bad habit because I was training for so long. Like I'm almost jealous when someone comes into the sport and gets good coaches right away because they're a clean slate. It's harder to break bad habit and then rebuild. So I'm still like, I still, even though I started in 2017, yeah, 2017, I feel like I'm still a newbie. Yeah, I completely agree with that statement. Like being able to come into a sport with no bad habits and just strictly grow up is like awesome. But I also think there's something about like making your own mistakes and learning from it does benefit you in a, a different way um but yeah that's that's definitely a good outlook and you did have some talent from the beginning which was cool and you know i'm sure at the time like the coaches were like you said helping you as much as they could um and then the knowledge goes and that's how it is for a lot of people how did um you find new york weightlifting academy um my old high school teacher danny casey <laughs> i've been there before what's funny is like because uh, you're from yonkers so uh, I mean, I imagine there had to be some gyms in the area. I'm not sure. Um, I know, like I said earlier, Olympic weightlifting isn't like a very popular sport. To come by a gym um, strictly for that sport isn't common. Um, so there is one right in the area down the street. Um, how did you find that gym? So I love telling this story because it's almost like the stars were aligned for me. Uh, when I was in Transform Fitness, when it was in Eastchester in high school, when I had come back during the summer, they took on an intern. His name was Kevin Lee, and he just so happened uh, to be a lifter at New York Weightlifting Academy, and he went to Cortland. So he's a Cortland alumni, and that's where we got on talking. And then when I would come back during the summers, um, they kind of stopped those classes. They opened up a bigger location. Things changed, and he was like, I'll be your coach. So when I first started going to him, he would joke around and be like, you should just go to my coaches and I'm like dude I'm, I'm paying you like you're my coach you're my boy like this is what I want right now and I, I didn't have goals of competing or goals of anything bigger than what I was doing at the time I just didn't know any better and then um, I started dating an ex-boyfriend who got into weightlifting because of me but he was very into research and he found the gym and was like I'm gonna start going here and I was like ooh so like while I was training with Kevin I was like looking at him and Danny Casey and I was like oh, I need to try that out. So like I started, I made the switch and there's no bad blood between me and Kevin. We're still friends. Um, but I started going there and then I kind of like worked my way up there. So I was working with Danny while I was in college and now I'm actually working with his coach, Mark. Okay. So I have kind of both of them as mentors right now. 
Yeah, they're definitely two great people to follow. Um, for those of you listening, if you're my friend, you guys know Danny Casey. Um, he, I remember like when he, we were in high school and like he was trying to explain to us what we were doing. Like we just didn't, we didn't understand what he was doing, but I did actually end up joining that gym for a couple months um, and learned a tremendous amount about weightlifting. It just didn't so much work out for me because I'm, I work at a gym that's here in the hours I work. It's just to go there and come back to work out. It's just, it's just not realistic for me. Um, and it's also not like my main sport. So to put so much attention into it is tough, but I will say going there, like the things that I learned there, uh, if I could help anyone with weightlifting, it's what I've learned from him. Um, he, he just changed how I looked at the sport. Like, um, just like, you know, like CrossFit, especially when it first started, it's definitely developed um, how they lift now. But like there was just so much like over pulling and just like bad positions over hinged and all that. And he was just like looked at me and was like, yeah, we're not doing that. So um, he took me back and like showed me a lot of good things. Um, I'm not really built for the sport. I'm not as mobile. Um so I, I actually get very jealous of females when they first walk in here and start like doing snatches right off the bat. I'm like, I could barely put the bar over my head when I walked in here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I give that gym tremendous, uh, you know, great stuff. That's all I can say is great stuff about them and him himself, especially he's, he's developed that place from a long, long way from where it started. And he's, I've only seen him grow within like the, the industry, like popularity wise. I know he works with Carrie Pierce, who is a yep. top, top games athlete. She was, she was there one day when I was training. It was pretty cool. Yeah. She's a monster. So for him to do what he's doing, I'm, I, I would, I couldn't recommend anyone else before him. So happy you got to be involved with him. Now, you said at first you obviously didn't have any goals, which I think most people that come into a sport, they're like, they, they may have some goals, but they wouldn't even share them. They would just think like, it's not realistic. What are your weightlifting goals at the moment? I definitely agree with you. And it's also why I preach this gym to everyone because Danny's so good with people who are just getting into the sport. And a lot of people ask questions or a lot of people come in intimidated, but he starts everyone from the ground up and that's what I was there for like in the beginning I didn't even think of competitions I just wanted to do the best that I can and as I started to get more confident it started to be like okay maybe I'll do a non-sanctioned meet and then right after my first one I was like okay let me just sign up and be a USAW member I'll do a sanctioned meet and then it's been progressing from there so my last competition I qualified for nationals and the one right before that I qualified for AO finals I was skipping AO finals, and then I heard nationals. I was like, ooh, this is exciting. Uh, but my current coach and me talked it over, and I just, I wasn't ready for it. Like, on a local level, my numbers are great, but I don't want to take the time off and go out to another state if I don't consider myself competitive. And compared to, like, my weight class numbers, um, I wasn't at the time. This was earlier this year. So, I mean, not as if that matters anymore because COVID stopped all competitions. But um, I was supposed to do AO2, that's canceled, that was in June. Um, my biggest goal right now is to beat New York state records and then make my way to the top. So like my overall goal is just to be number one in this country. But starting small with beating my state first. That's awesome and uh, it's cool that you would just come out and say it's like goals like that because a lot of people would be like, 
afraid to like say that but you know you've, you seem confident in your answer and you've seen like i mean the things you've already accomplished are extremely you know they're awesome like to be able to do that it's not easy qualify for nationals like for people that don't know like that's that's not an easy task um like what what uh weight class do you lift at and what are your numbers for the clean and jerk and snatch so i'm a 64 kilogram which is 140 pounds i usually weigh in around like 136 137 and my uh competition prs my snatch is 83 kilograms and my clean and jerk is 104 but i've hit 86 and 105 in training and in american numbers that's like 170 some pounds for a snatch 178 what is that 180 and then uh like a 220 225 yeah 225 pound clean and jerk that's those are massive numbers for a female like most guys don't hit that right off the bat so <laughs> that's pretty that's really solid um now Cortland happens. Um, you go to physical education. Is that the major that you, my question is to you are? Is that the major you stay with um, throughout the four years? Does things change? And then how by the end of college, what has changed since you started college in terms of fitness? What where your mindset was? So I'll start back when I was a math major. Um, like I said before, there was no passion in it for me, and it was a big risk to switch to phys ed because it's just. The word around the street is if you become a phys ed teacher, there's not a lot of jobs, people don't retire, you're not going to get in. So there's a lot of worry within my family. Um, so I had to really fight for that. And then I went through the four years. I absolutely loved the program. I made amazing connections, gained so much experience, um, learned how to stand up in front of a class and teach. Like There were all these little things that came out of it. And by the end, my senior year, we had to do observations, and it wasn't what I imagined which I heard, like I, I was warned, but when I'd go out for observation, spending a day at a time, just going through all the classes and seeing just the way things were handled and taught, it just wasn't enough for me. So again, I'm like, okay, thought this would be my passion, but I know what it's like to take a risk and to be rewarded for it. Um, so F45 messaged me my senior semester and over Instagram, that's how they found me. And I went out, they asked for me to be the head trainer. And at first my thought was, okay, I'll become head trainer, work full time, and then do my student teaching. And then student teaching started to approach and I was like, am I really gonna put myself through it? Like there was just, nothing, nothing was really driving me to do that. So right now I'm like in the in-between, like I'm doing my coaching, my training. Um, right now I wanna focus on just the sport. And before I take on my next venture in life, whatever that may be, I want to make sure that I live out my career as an athlete because, like I said, I regretted in high school not doing anything, and now I feel like I have a footing with it. So I'm going to see how it plays out. And then the next time, you know, like the next thing that comes up, it'll come up when it's meant to be. That's awesome. So my good friend, Will, who was the first podcast I did, um, was in the same boat as you. He's a gym teacher now at John Jay, a football wrestling coach. But there was a short period of time after college where it was like, okay, um, I can either can. He was getting his master's um, online, um, but he was also working at schools. Um, I believe in Eastchester, and he's extremely competitive within the CrossFit world. I don't know if you know who he is, but regardless, he had he had to make the same decision as you. It was like, either I should stop working just do my masters and train full time or 
maybe slow down training and he went with the decision to start training and i think um if you were to and do his masters and i think if you were to ask him to this day um although he didn't exactly accomplish what he wanted to at the time i don't think he would have regretted it at all um and it's crazy how things work out although you know he didn't get to what he wanted to accomplish during those times he's accomplished more since he started his job and i think everything just happens for a reason i'm a big believer in that and um so i i I totally think your decision has been awesome and you should do what you know like again going back to being selfish and just doing what's right for you is extremely important so as long as you're happy those are some cool things to do so f45 um for those of you don't know much about it um it's uh you would consider a high intensity class that's a studio right it's a franchise they're all over um so what was how has it been like since you started there like um since you were into weightlifting you although weightlifting is definitely in the fitness industry a high intensity studio class like that they're they're pretty like opposite ends of the spectrum so when you walked in there were you like huh what is this do you start doing it i just want to hear more about it so completely opposite of what i do um it's a mixture of three things hit which is the high intensity interval training circuit training and functional so movements you do for your everyday life and the hiring process you have to take an f45 class at the time the studio wasn't open so me and my current boss went to one in fairfield and we did a cardio class and as we're walking in everyone's saying behind the counter oh this was the hardest one we've had ever and i'm like no (laughs) no so we went through the class and i was dying i couldn't follow what the workout was in my head I'm working out next to my current boss and I'm like she's not hiring me and then that night she called me and she was like I knew right away that you were going to be the head trainer and I was like really with that performance like I just couldn't see it like I didn't get what she saw but I mean she's following me on Instagram she knows my journey also maybe me putting myself out there like that and pushing through as best as I could um so in the beginning I was working out every day at 45 and then also doing weight training three times a week. And it just got to me, like after two weeks, my lower back was killing me. Like I was getting pain that I've never felt before. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to work out. So I started seeing a PT two to three times a week on top of that. And then as I like went through it, my coaching style kind of changed. So in the beginning, and they teach you to be like this, like you want to jump in with them and like you're always working out. So I was like around the clock, just moving. But my coaching style changed for the better because now it's more like slow down with jumping in. I still do when the studios were open, but it's more like I'm correcting form, walking around, seeing what, I, what needs to be fixed instead of like acting like that friend that's just working out next to you. And both work. So I just try to do a mixture of both. Um, since COVID, since I've been doing the online and I'm actually teaching and working out the entire time, like five days a week, it hasn't been too much on my body because I feel like everything else slowed down. And I feel a lot better in my training sessions. I'm like, actually, like F45 is really making me more functional and more dynamic, and it's just aiding my lifts at this point. Yeah, it's cool to hear like functional fitness uh, definitely can improve your life. I mean, that's what we do here at Immortal Fitness. Um, and that's cool. Um, since what's funny is how you said like you didn't think you were getting the job and all that i'm sure she saw you and just saw that you were friendly or maybe just outgoing and you know talking to members because in my eyes like um when we go through the hiring process here being a coach and 
um, like understanding, you know, how to correct form and why, how you can improve your five rep max back squat is important. But if you can't relate with people and have fun and, you know, get good energy, then you're not really going to be on the top of our list. So I'm sure she saw that in you, I'd imagine, although you probably weren't moving as best you could that day. Um, but I'm sure that's what it was since COVID happened. How has it like you, you, touched on your training how has it been since you started um you said you've done a little more at 45 have you been able to get a hold of a barbell and move that around at all so because i have uh the keys to my studio and i'm doing the online training i get to train at my gym which is the biggest blessing because i know a lot of people are just out on the streets like waiting for gyms to open um my coach he texts me all my workouts so i'm still programmed three times a week and we just had to comp, like take some things out. So I haven't squatted heavy in so long and I miss it so much, but I'm always, it's like almost like, again, stars aligned because my lower body is so developed compared to my upper body. And that has been my biggest problem. Like usually lifters should be 20 kilos over in their jerk than they're, they're clean. And my clean is like better. So it was like a blessing in disguise. So I've been doing a lot of accessory work. I still work technique with um, snatches and clean and jerks. We just started adding in. And I've been doing different things. Like I use the hex bar, but we've just had to change a few things that I was doing with training. And here's a good question for you since like, you know, you're a head trainer, you're an elite weightlifter. Um, females will, you know, a lot of females have it in their mind that like if they start lifting weights that they're necessarily going to get too bulky or you know their body isn't image isn't going to be exactly what they want it to look like and i i try to you know when my friends ask me i'll tell them like in order to look that way you have to want to there has to be a want besides getting that big you, it doesn't just happen to you like in my eyes it's like it annoys it I, it annoys me not because it like i don't want to help them it annoys me because like like I want to look like that. It's not like I just get to wake up and look how I want to. Like people work to look the way they do. So just because you lift weights doesn't mean you're gonna necessarily look like that. What would you like? Like what? How do you tell people when or females or your friends, whoever it is, that come up to you and you're like, I I want to lift weights, but I won't want to be too bulky. What's your answer? I always start with nutrition because that is the biggest thing. Like when I before I like my goal now is to bulk up to fill out my coach wants me to go to competition and for people to literally look at my body and get intimidated like it's a scare tactic you know so it's like I'm all for that but before this phase of my training um probably like earlier last year I was very lean and like I said I'd weigh in at 136 137 and if you saw me on the street you wouldn't be able to you know like you wouldn't be able to tell that I lifted the weight that I do so I always use myself as an example and I say it really comes down to the foods that you're eating and the macros so your fats your proteins and your carbs and you adjust those in order to fit what you want and it's just it's such a everyone thinks that like you lift weight and I've heard that all my life like don't lift too heavy like because you're gonna look this way and even women client like older women that come in will say oh I've been doing f45 for this long and I'm starting to look like my pants are starting to like fill out more or like I need to go up a jean size and I'm like well what are you eating on the weekends like how's your diet and then it's like oh that's what I'm doing wrong you know so it's like there's a misconception when it comes to weight training and um, aesthetics but you have to actually have a goal to 
tailor your body the way you want it to. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, if you want to gain muscle, you're going to obviously have to eat more. If you want to lose fat, you're going to have to eat less. The science behind it we can get into, of course, but there's no need to. Um, but I completely agree. And um, I think, like, that's why a lot of places – that's maybe like like why weightlifting isn't as popular but strictly for that reason people don't want to look that way and it's a lot easier to walk into a place like a soul cycle where you know they don't have to worry about getting too big but you could go to soul cycle and if you're eating awful you can gain weight the same way you would at weightlifting which is and it's and you know it's i think that social media has a big it is a problem for that it's like you know, they're following these people who are doing these things and they assume if they do the same, they're going to look that way and this and that. And it's really advertising, but like falsely advertising what's going on. It's it's real shame because people who don't know about fitness think they do because they see what other people are doing and they can associate themselves within that group or um, just not go that route. But really, um, the first thing should be to like talk to someone who actually knows what they're doing and then get their feedback and tr someone you trust because you don't want to take someone's feedback that you don't trust because then you're just going to blow it off. But And then go from that route. Um, so now from F45, you said your your goals are just going to be mainly competing and moving forwards within the sport. Is uh, anything else you got in mind or is that about it for us? I have a few ideas of what comes after. Uh, this is the first time I'm publicly talking about it, but... I, so when I was um, in my last semester at Cortland, I started taking adapted PE classes, which is working with individuals with disabilities. And it's just, it's crazy how it felt like everything came full circle. So I'll give a little backstory. When I was younger, um, I grew up in like the hood of Yonkers. And when we moved out, I still went to elementary school there. So the only bus that came to my area was um, for lack of better terms, the short bus, like that's what we called it. And it was a mixture of kids out of the area and, and kids with disabilities. So my one of my best friends was autistic. One of my best friends was blind. And starting from that age, you don't know anything different. You know, these are the people that you're seeing every day. And it, like looking back, it was it's, it's surreal because I, at the time, you just don't have the capacity to understand what's going on. Um, so that plays back into school when I started taking these classes. I was like, what? Why didn't I start taking these classes from the beginning? Like, I would go home, seven, like, going from a full day of classes and then having to do, like, training programs with uh, individuals from the area that would come in with disabilities, and it's, like, 7, 8 o'clock at night, and I'm like, oh. And then I'd come home, and I'm, like, full energy. And I'm like, oh, this is meant for me. Like, this is going to play into my future. So foreseeing into the future, I know that's the route I'm going to go, whether it's open a business for them or work with that community but that's the details I'm willing to share right now. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, that, you know, that's like an awesome thing to do, like getting into that. Like my best friend, he's into that too. His older brother was very autistic um, and he's took care of him his whole life. So like I know very well into it. And my, uh, one of the members here who's a good friend of mine, Doug, um, he just started helping people like sending out um, just pe uh, aids for, you know, people with disabilities and, doing things like that is like special. So to do, you know, you seem like you're on a great route and uh, yeah, um, I'm hoping, I'm hope you're uh, excited for the future and uh, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with everyone. I think they enjoyed it.
Thank you so much for having me. And also, I just want to say you're a natural at this. Like, I can't believe I'm only on episode two. The questions weren't even prepared. They were just like spitting off the tongue. So I really appreciated this. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, for those of you who listen, thanks for joining in with us. And uh, I hope to hear from you guys soon. Catch you later. Stay safe.